Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's three o'clock in the morning London time on Wednesday the 28th of September. Russian energy supplies to Europe are back in focus, with Russian attempts to annex parts of Ukraine escalating and a conveniently timed hole being punctured into the Nord Stream gas pipe. The casing of the Nord Stream gas pipe is roughly 15 centimetres or 6 inches thick, made of steel and steel-reinforced concrete. It is unlikely that Russian President Putin accidentally put a nail through it while trying to hang a picture. A secession of Russian gas supplies to Europe is now less likely to add dramatically to inflation. This is because European consumers are increasingly looking to their governments to mitigate energy price increases. Thus, stopping Russian gas might raise fiscal questions more than it raises inflation pressures. However, if the price mechanism is not allowed to ration limited gas supplies, other demand control mechanisms must be put into place. This means that stopping Russian gas could have a significant impact on economic activity if activity is forced to stop. The optimistic scenario, which is probably underappreciated by financial markets, is that gas use becomes more efficient. The more energy efficient or energy saving that there is, the less need there is to harm growth by shutting down energy intensive economic activities. This is where attention will now have to focus. Meanwhile, the phrase closely monitoring is being increasingly dragged out in reference to the United Kingdom's position. Closely monitoring seems to be diplomatic speak for staring slack-jawed in horror, and both the IMF and US Treasury Secretary Yellen have had recourse to this language. The IMF offered a rather blunt criticism of the UK government's mini-budget, albeit the IMF is largely verbalising what market moves have already signalled. The IMF has effectively called for the UK government to reverse course. Such a policy U-turn does have precedent from the 1980s, not with UK Prime Minister Thatcher, but with the volte face of French President Mitterrand in 1983, reversing economically untenable policies. The problem, as Mitterrand also discovered, is that the damage of bad policy choices lives on long after the policies are reversed, as investors will demand a risk premium. Bank of England Chief Economist Pill, whose policy pronouncements should be treated with the reverence that all chief economists deserve, has signalled that the bank is going to have to raise interest rates significantly to deal with the economic damage that the government's announcements have wrought. Ahead, we have another cluster of Fed speakers. We had US Federal Reserve speakers yesterday who paused in their criticism of the UK to tell us absolutely nothing useful about Fed policy. What would be really helpful is knowing what on earth the Fed thinks it's going to achieve with its Pavlovian policy tightening. But despite all the opportunities presented by all of those speeches, we have still yet to have a clear elaboration of the precise mechanism by which the Fed expects higher interest rates will produce lower inflation. 
Presumably, the Fed does not expect higher rates to boost wheat yields, but frankly, at this stage, that could be their policy objective. We also have inventory data from the states for August, which is worth keeping an eye on. As demand for goods has slowed, inventory levels in the states and elsewhere have built up. In some cases, this is starting to exert a disinflation force, at least in parts of the economy. There's also US housing data with pending home sales numbers due. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.